You know what, man? As much shit as I talk about Blumhouse, um, I you know I try not to bash them because I always make it a point to say that they're a hell of a business. They're a hell of a you know movie studio, and they I I, I respect their hustle, man. I respect their chess moves that they do. But as much shit as I talk about Blumhouse, I just want to say I I trust Jason Blum more than I don't trust Jason Blum, if that makes any sense. I, you know, I have faith that he'll do the right thing uh, a lot more than I believe in the fact that I'm almost certain he is going to take serious hits in his career, which he has, you know, um, and we've talked about this before, or I've talked about it to y'all, um, but we collectively, we know what's up, man. We know shit like Black Christmas was a bomb. We know stuff like uh, Fantasy Island was a box office bomb, as far as I'm concerned. And this new Exorcist that Jason Blum plans on doing, <clears throat> or that Blumhouse plans on doing. Big risky shit, man. And, um, you know, the, the, the upside of that is you can learn from the mistakes and moving forward, you just, you basically have a better you have a, ba a better layout of the do's and the don'ts of what to do and what not to do. And with that being said, people, I want to get back to talking about, uh, you know, a property that is near and dear to my horrific heart, man. I want to talk about something that's one of my most anticipated movies of this year It's definitely up there with Fast 9 and Candyman It's probably second out of the movies I just mentioned. I would say Fast 9 is the first. This is the second. Candyman would be the third most anticipated movie of this year. But, um. Halloween kills. Halloween kills, people. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about Halloween kills, but the majority of this I really want to center around like the fact that we have to ask the question, what's going to happen after this? You know, after not after Halloween kills, we know Halloween ends is coming after that. And that's going to conclude the David Gordon Green um, trilogy in the Halloween series and yet another timeline. But it's like what happens after Halloween ends? You know, where where do we go from there? And before you know before uh, i get into that like a little bit about halloween kills we know we know why it got pushed back it's no surprise it's all over and um it got pushed back to october 15th of 2021 of this year now you know they dropped a teaser like some b-roll movie footage type of type of teaser for it uh, while they were filming the movie they dropped the teaser when the movie was already done. When they announced that the movie was getting pushed back, uh, they released a teaser for it. Uh, was it on Halloween? I really don't remember. I just know I did a you know did a reaction to it, and I was you know as much as they didn't give me, I still you know I still had my curiosity and it still gave me the warm fuzzies inside. Then they recently dropped a um, an actual teaser. It's really it's a really fast pace. It's a whole bunch of shit going on in the teaser. But to say the least, man, my expectations are still through the roof. I think that this I think that Halloween Kills is going to really let it rip where Halloween 2018 did not. And I always say that, you know, I feel like with, with and this is no disrespect to David Gordon Green and, and Danny McBride for coming up with this treatment for the for the sequel. But I feel like in order to get John Carpenter and Jamie Lee Curtis on board, well, first, for starters, you had to get John Carpenter on board. Um, I mean, that was just, I'm, I'm pretty sure they went to him first before they got Jamie Lee Curtis on board. And Jamie Lee Curtis was like, oh, y'all got John back? And I couldn't get him back for H2O? Fuck it, I'm in. So, you know, in order to get John Carpenter on board, you had, they had to kiss the ring, man. They had to, they had to make 
the the Easter eggs had to be on point. The tone had to be on point. The pacing, the writing, everything that John Carpenter would like in a Halloween sequel to his, you know, to his his baby. You know, it's his baby at the end of the day. Even though whether he is a part of the series or not, it's going to go on. It's going to go on without him. And um, you know, when John Carpenter's gone, we have to understand that the series is still going to continue without him. It's not uncommon, people. It's happened when Toby Hooper was gone after the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I don't know if they kept making, if that last Leatherface movie was made after or before Toby Hooper passed away, but it's is happening with Scream right now. But you know, you got people like Kevin Williamson on board, who you know, I'm pretty sure if it wasn't up to Wes Craven's standards, then uh, Kevin Williamson wouldn't be a part of it at all. But these series go on, man. Everything evolves, and it it goes um you know uh uh beyond the filmmakers so to speak and um i i really think they had to kiss the ring they had to really tread lightly and there's a lot of shit that they had to do to please john carpenter and to you know to get him on board with it but i feel like i'm not saying now that they got him you know just go crazy batshit crazy like rob zombies halloween 2 as much as i love that movie um i feel like if this is going to be a different story then don't make it that you know separate it from that but I do want them to, you know, I don't want a bunch of off-screen kills and all this other shit. I really want them to take some liberties as far as this this Halloween kill sequel is um as far as I'm concerned with that, man. I I really want them to just go insane. You know, it's a lot of shit that they got to inject in this movie that they that is original. You know, of course the fans that we love the fan service. That's one of the reasons why, you know, people love the Halloween 6 and Halloween 4 or um you know halloween 2018 it's a lot of fan service and those movies were written by actual f- true fans of the series like diehard fans like you or me listening to this or whoever's listening to it out there but um yeah man my expectations are through the roof for halloween kills now halloween ends is definitely coming out a year after that it's coming out 2022 on october 14th my expectations for halloween ends are probably the same and it's probably going to be even greater expectations once i see you know if halloween kills really delivers the way i think it is and the way that i'm praying it is halloween ends my my expectations will be uh past the roof uh past the sky whatever you want to call it whatever's higher than heaven that's what my expectations are going to be for halloween ends because it's they're they're closing out this trilogy man and it's got to be on some avengers endgame type of shit i feel like marvel uh the way that they ended you know, Avengers Infinity War on some, we, did we just lose? What do we do next type of shit? I feel like a lot of movies in the future, if you're doing like a trilogy or a series of films, a lot of movies are about to borrow from that. And, you know, they're going to go, they're going to borrow from Avengers Infinity War and they're going to borrow from Avengers Endgame where it's the most emotional and damn near action packed, uh, finale you could ever think of. I still believe the Fast and Furious movies are going to, uh, end like that. And when I say end, I'm, putting that in quotation marks because we know these series aren't going anywhere spinoffs and all that type shit but i feel like um i feel like halloween kills is going to end on a downer it's going to end on a really bad note and michael's going to wreck shop and he's going to walk off into the sunset or the moonlight at the end of the movie and it's like all right we just we just got our asses kicked what do we do now and then halloween ends is going to it's going to cap that off and i feel like it'll be the the proper send-off for laurie strode finally uh, that's no disrespect to Jamie Lee Curtis, but I'm cool if I never see Jamie Lee Curtis in another Halloween movie. Uh, I don't give a shit what it's a direct sequel to. Her her time is, 
Her time was, she, I would have been cool if we didn't see her again after, if they did like a proper sequel to H2O, um, which I'll actually talk about in a second. But I'm cool with Laurie Strode and the, the story of the Strodes being over and done with. I'm cool. Let's move on after this is over. This was the whole purpose of the trilogy. Let's not even touch it. No more. No more. Now, uh, like I said, expectations through the roof for Halloween ends as well. But again, what happens after? Now, really quick, let's break down and hopefully I've got this right. And if I don't, then somebody don't, you know, don't be shy and don't be ashamed out there to, you know, to correct me where I needs to be corrected at. We've got about three timelines, not including Halloween three and not including the Rob Zombie, the two Rob Zombie movies. Um, we've got about three fucking timelines in this, in this Halloween series. And uh, again, I could be wrong, but we've got, um, respectfully we've got the you know the the halloween one through halloween six timeline and that ranges from 1978 to 1995 i think the the you know halloween six came out then after that um when h2o came out which completely just shit on and just threw away halloween's four through six you know the thorn trilogy as people like to call it that timeline is only halloween one halloween two and Halloween H2O, and it also includes Halloween Resurrection. Um, it's in the same timeline as all the other stuff. And then you have the Halloween 1 and Halloween 2018 timeline. That's like three, th that's three timelines right there. Because, you know, of course, Halloween 2018 was disrespectful enough to not include Halloween 2, which I think I always say that I wish they would have included Halloween 2. It would have made more sense for Lori to be on her Sarah Connor shit the way that she was because not only did you and your your friends got killed and you almost got killed that night but you almost got killed for a second time and you saw this guy you know get shot five more times right in front of your face walk through a glass door before that you saw this guy you shot him in both his eyes he's still swinging for you with the scalpel you know you saw him and Loomis explode in a in a surgery room in the hospital that he murdered the staff and tried to murder you at and you saw this motherfucker walking towards you on fire still trying to kill you so it i feel like they should they could have at least the service that they could have at least done for the fans in 2018 is include halloween too but you know whatever man it is what it is i'm pretty sure there were certain reasons you know that's one of the things i i feel like they had to kiss the ring on also it's like john carpenter isn't a fan of halloween too and he wrote the shit and that I will never understand uh, why he was even a part of it if he didn't want to do it. Well, I know he wanted to, you know, finally make some, some really decent money off of it and stuff like that. Um, but, it, you know, I feel like with the fact that John Carpenter feels the way he does about, uh, you know, he said he was drunk and one night he just was like, all right, well, I'll just make them siblings. That's how that's why he's trying to kill her. He said he just did it just to kind of do it and just tie it up. And so he could so Michael Myers could be over and done with and they can do their thing with the rest of the series. But um, I feel like that that's something that they had to kiss the ring on. They had to be like, okay, we know you don't like Halloween 2. We scrapped it. It's all good. We're picking up right after your classic. And it's like, you know, for the fans out, for the fans of Halloween 2, it's a pretty shitty thing to do. But uh, whatever, man. It doesn't really make or break the series. And Halloween 2018 is still a decent, grounded, well-executed direct sequel. Now... The best timeline for me out of the ones I mentioned, I, of course, for me, hands down, is the timeline we have uh, from Halloween one to Halloween six. I love that 
you know, there's even after Halloween two is over and, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis was presumed dead in a car accident and Jamie Lloyd, the introduction to Danielle Harris is Jamie Lloyd. I love the callbacks to Laurie Strode and what Michael Myers did. I love just the continuity of, of for the most part, because they do have continuity errors in every fucking Halloween movie. But I look like Halloween's one through six. I love that. I love that fluid um you know continuity that they try to keep up with at least for the most part because you've got Lori, then you've got jamie's story then you bring back tommy and halloween six and stuff like that it's the best timeline hands down uh if if the halloween movies were literally just parts one uh two h2o and halloween resurrection i'd kind of be like eh, the series deserves a lot better but you know who you know people i'm pretty sure there are people out there that are going to disagree with me and that's perfectly fine man these are just all my you know opinions and ideas and stuff like that but let's talk about where we can go after halloween ends as far as like possible sequel ideas now i am going to go off the deep end people so y'all have been warned because i know it's a lot of people out there that are going to disagree and they're going to be like what the fuck like why would he do a direct sequel to that when the when the movie that came after it was already fine and then i get it because there is a there's a fan base for every halloween movie out there man i've said this plenty of times even the ones that people think are terrible halloween resurrection there's a fan base for it believe it or not uh halloween six there's a fan base for it believe it or not rob zombies halloween two is whew, that fan base is scarce but they're out here man i am a self-proclaimed fan of uh hollow rob zombies halloween two it's neither here nor there you don't believe me then uh, and if you don't understand just check out the episode i did called forever defending rob zombies halloween 2 now possible sequel ideas the first one that i thought of was that we could do a proper sequel to halloween 4 and when i say a proper sequel to halloween 4 it's not to shade halloween 5 but i feel like they really dropped the ball as far as the fact that they they had the potential to be a way better sequel than Halloween 4. And Halloween 4 is the shit, man. That's my second favorite um, sequel in the series after Halloween 2. Halloween 4 is as close as you're going to get to a, a, a true Halloween sequel, man. I love it. And I know a lot of people think it's a little too familiar and they borrowed a little too much, but... There's certain shit that over the years, I didn't even realize they borrowed from the first movie. I'm not even going to lie to y'all, man. And um, even though they tried not to have so many connections to the second movie, it's still those movies are you see why Halloween four is the, is the reason it is. And with Halloween five, when you're bringing back Danielle Harris and Bo Starr and Ellie Cornell and Donald Pleasance. I just I feel like um, Dominique Othen and Gerard, who was the writer and director of that sequel, I feel like Halloween five was just something that he didn't understand. He didn't even understand the property he had like this. Not a Friday the 13th movie. It's not a fucking Nightmare on Elm Street movie. It's a Halloween movie. There's a reason Halloween films are like are hailed the way that they are from fans. It's something that separates the Halloween series and the characters and the character of Michael Myers from all these other I hate to say it, basic slasher movies, you know, um, and one could consider Halloween a basic slasher movie because of the simplicity of the first one, but I still think there's a certain type of, there's a certain type of charm and grace that this horror series carries itself with, man, so you expect a certain thing, and, um, if you're going to do a proper sequel to Halloween 4, uh, I actually did an episode on this y'all can check out. It's fairly early on I did this episode, and I even tried to send the shit uh, on Instagram to Danielle Harris, but you know, that's a fly-on-the-wall message. She's never going to see that shit in this lifetime. But if she does, it's an idea. Um, you know, it's, uh, it was uh, I think the title was Bring Danielle, Hel Dan Danielle Harris Back for a Proper 
Halloween sequel or, or Halloween five or something like that, something like that. And I basically broke down and uh, shout out to my homie Cody Archer because uh, he actually gave me a lot of cool ideas for that fan script that I started writing and a lot of shit that I put in the episode. So big shout out to him, man. He's a big fan of the Halloween series. And we we talk about this shit all the time, but. I say bring back Danielle Harris, bring back Ellie Cornell because y'all killed her off like 15, 20 minutes into the movie and just treated her like she was just this throwaway side character that people didn't emotionally invest in and root for um, the entire movie. And if not, by the end, of, by the very end of Halloween, you know, that last truck sequence, by, by the end of that movie, Halloween 4, you're rooting for Ellie Cornell to fuck shit up. And I loved her character arc, man. She was like Laurie Strode on steroids. Like, she had a lot more fight in her, a lot more drive. She was a lot more proactive and on her feet. And she had someone to protect at the end of the day. So you really rooted for her. And I say bring back Bo Star. If I'm not mistaken, Bo Star's still alive. He's still around. I would love to see Sheriff Meeker really... You know, we we don't really get a chance to see how he was affected by Kelly's death. He only mentions it one time in the movie, and that's only because uh, in Halloween five. And that's only because Dr. Loomis does when he's like, have you forgotten your own daughter? And then Meeker kind of grips him up. and <laughs> Meeker's about to beat his ass. But then he's like, of course, you don't forget. But it's there was just that one moment, man. You, they, you don't get to see a sheriff's trauma. The guy who was supposed to protect this town and the guy that was supposed to protect his his daughter you know, what, what were the interactions with his wife after his daughter was killed by Michael Myers? There's certain shit that you didn't get to see in Halloween 5, and I feel like it was just so rushed. But I, when I say do a proper sequel to Halloween 4, I'm talking about set it. Of course, because I'm saying bring these characters back, it would have to be set in modern times, man. And I'm, it's pretty plausible, man. If y'all don't, if y'all can't like grasp a little bit of at least a little bit of what I'm saying, I really do recommend y'all check out that episode where I'm explaining what they could do with a Halloween five sequel you could have or a Halloween four sequel. You could have Jamie, you know, she, maybe she got locked up in Smith's Grove after the stabbing, you know, after stabbing her foster mom. And, you know, maybe Rachel was dealing with that. Maybe Loomis looked after Jamie to make sure she didn't turn all the way evil. And Jamie's a parent now. And, you know, her and Rachel live together with their, with their, with uh, Jamie's son. And Michael Myers hasn't been seen since Halloween 1988. Like, I would love to see that shit, man. And I feel like, um, not to take anything away from Bo Star and Ellie Cornell, I feel like Danielle Harris deserves that because of how they just really gave her the shaft in, um, in Halloween 6. I feel like it was pretty fucked up. And she's still dedicated to the franchise, man. No matter how much they fucked her over. I know she came back for, you know, Rob Zombie threw her a bone, which was great, uh, and put her in Halloween, uh, his Halloween and Halloween 2 as Annie Brackett. But, you know, most people would be done with a franchise after that. Like, oh, y'all did me dirty like that? Cool. I don't want no parts. I don't want to do no cameos. I'm definitely not coming back for like a, you know, a co-star role type of thing. But she still came back, man. And she's still dedicated to the fans and the genre in general. Like, all I ever see Danielle Harris do are, are horror movies. And I love that shit, man. Because she's a national treasure as far as the fans are concerned. And, um... With that being said, what else they could do as far as possible ideas is they could do a sequel to Halloween 6. Now, this was pretty risky because I was at war with myself and I'm like, would you do a sequel to the producer's cut ending or the theatrical cut ending? Because both of those endings are kind of fucking confusing and both of those endings end with you hearing Loomis scream one of them you see Loomis scream in the producer's cut ending where he's got the thorn tattoo on his wrist that would be really hard to follow up with man um you could do it 
um, it, it's possible, but I feel like it would be a lot more plausible, I guess, even in, you know, shit went off the deep end in Halloween 6. As much as I love it, the writing's all over the place, um, the, the reshoots were all over the place, the story's all over the place, but I still love that movie. It's in my top five Halloween movies. Um, I'm actually, I always say I'm split in my number five in that ranking between Halloween 6 and Halloween 2018, but I always lean more towards 2018 because the writing is, is a lot better and, and the story is just is way more airtight and the continuity is all there for the most part. But, um, you know, the ending of Halloween 6 left a lot of questions and all we got in return in 95 was a couple years to wait only for 1998 to come about and they said you know what fuck halloween 6 we don't care if y'all like that movie and liked how weird and strange and brutal it was we're going back to the basics and we're going to have the audacity to use the the, the mask from halloween 6 in the opening sequence and i'm like the disrespect was real for you know for h2o to do that and still not be as good as it could have been for real for you know no shade but i'm just saying h2o does not get a pass for me did that episode on that too if y'all don't get the grasp of what i'm saying with that there's a lot of fucking mistakes that movie made that i cannot accept um you know i always say i'm a i'm a fan but i'm not a fanboy i can't just take anything y'all throw at me but we could talk about what happened to Loomis at the end of Halloween 6 because really you don't see anything happen to him you just hear him screaming in the background now I never knew if if Michael Myers was killing him off screen I always thought that Michael Myers like for the most part I always thought that he saw Michael Myers mask laying on the ground and he saw that empty syringe that Tommy stabbed him with I always looked at that as him just screaming like no not again Michael did not get away again and um, he's he's actually screaming, but then he's like crying at the end. And then you see the pumpkin flickering with the candle inside of it. And then the movie goes off. So it's like, what happened to Loomis? Did he die of shock? Did he just go screaming and just run out of Smith's Grove? Did he stay in Smith's Grove and admit himself in the, up in that bitch? I don't know. Did the cult take him away? There's a lot of questions. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, where did Tommy... Kara, Danny, and Steven go. You know, like if you did a follow up, uh, if you did a follow up to Halloween Six, you would have to center around Tommy and Kara, and you know them just being a family unit. And I had an idea for that, but I'll I'll get to it in a in a second because I don't want to spend too much time on this Halloween Six idea. But then it's like you gotta also ask yourself where did Michael go? Excuse me, where did Michael go without his mask at the end of Halloween Six? Now Michael. He hasn't really walked around in the series too much without a mask. Uh, we are not talking about Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 people or the director's cut because I know he damn near he damn near didn't even have a mask on in the, in the unrated director's cut. But I'm just saying, like, where did Michael go when he left Smith's Grove in the theatrical version? Where did Dr. Wynn go at the end of Halloween 6? Because when Michael Myers just slaughters everybody in that operating room when the strobe lights are flickering, it's one of the best scenes in Halloween 6. When he kills everybody in that room, you clearly see Dr. Wynn has, he's the only one with red scrubs on. And you don't see anybody with red scrubs get stabbed. You don't see anybody with red scrubs get, uh, just get murdered or injured at all. You just see like the, the basic doctors and nurses that are in there get slaughtered. So Dr. Wynn got away. And it makes you think like, does he really have that much power over Michael that Michael killed everybody around him, but just left him be? But, Halloween six is a little more difficult to follow up with because of because of the corner that they kind of back themselves up into with with the story. But it's it still could be done, man. It's just it'll take a ballsy writer um, to follow up with Halloween six directly. One of the other possibilities they got is you could do. 
excuse me, you could do a, um, a sequel to Halloween H2O. Now, of course, I'm all in favor of this because fuck Resurrection, man. I don't, there's nobody on the planet that will make me say otherwise about Halloween Resurrection ever in my life. So if they ever followed up with H2O, cool, let's do it. I'm all for it. I write the shit myself. You know what I'm saying? Because it's not, that's not hard to do. But what they could do, and this is, I'm about to get a little crazy here, people. I'm taking some liberties. What they could do if they ever wanted to do a sequel to Halloween H2O. They could have Michael be brought back to life. Now, I actually, I remember I started writing. There was a whole episode I was going to map out just solely based on what they could do with Halloween H2O. And um, I was I, I like, I looked online and I'm like, how many miles is it from California? Because that's where it took place. Uh, H2O took place in like, what was it? Summer Glen, California or some shit. But I'm like, how many miles is it from California to drive from California to Illinois? You know, Haddonfield. And it's a good fucking way, man. But I'm saying, like, imagine Michael Myers getting his head cut off at the end of H2O because we all know, true fans know, that was Michael Myers at the end of that movie. Y'all can kiss my ass for the people that are saying, and I hate to sound like that, but it's like, kiss my ass, man. That's an insult to my intelligence to sit up there and explain in the next movie. Well, that paramedic literally flew through a windshield head first rolled over on the ground, got up in the same stance that Michael, you know, he must be a big fan to sit up in the same stance that Michael Myers does, stand in front of a moving coroner van, get hit by the shit head on, stare into the eyes of Laurie Strode, fall down a fucking hill, and be pinned against a tree with a fucking coroner van, and you're still alive? Kiss my ass. That's one of the reasons, that's one of the biggest reasons, um, I, I was about to say H2O, but that's one of the biggest reasons I hate Halloween Resurrection is because you're not going to insult my intelligence like that. I, I refuse to believe that that this is what happened. It's not. I'm not buying it. So let's say, sorry for the mini rant, y'all. Y'all know how I feel about that fucking movie. But let's just say that Michael Myers' body is stolen. You know, um, the same thing that they thought happened in Friday 13th, the final chapter, and the same thing that the guy, you know, that douchebag Robert did in Jason Goes to Hell. Um, when he stole Diana's body from the more adjacent sister, let's just say Michael Myers' body is stolen somehow on en route to head back to Haddonfield and whatever. Is it going to be cremated? Is they are they going to give him a burial? What was Doctor Loomis's wishes and his will to you know have the body burned and shit like that? Who knows? Um, but let's just say the body stolen by members of the Thorn Cult or thorn cult posers and maybe the posers know a little bit more than they than they think they do maybe there's one girl or one guy in there who you know who knows a lot about the 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 cult shit but the rest of them don't they're just posers they just like to hang out on south street and they like to go to um hot topic a lot and shit like that who knows but if they were to do this and try to do some crazy shit where they bring Michael Myers back to life, let's say they do, they hold some type of seance or something. Yeah, I'm getting crazy, y'all, because I feel like if Halloween 6 could take those liberties, then why the hell can't somebody else? It'll be crazy. It'll be a lot for people to buy into. But I'm telling you, it's I, I know it's somebody out there that, that could feel me on this. This is when, you know, they like, let's just say they, they steal his body, his decapitated body. And they do some shit where they try to put Michael Myers fucking head back onto his body and bring him back to life. Now, let's just say it works. This is when if it, if Michael Myers was never supernatural before. And this is what I thought they were going to do when I was a kid and H2O first came out. And I'm like, well, they're going to make another one. Right. This is when you have Michael Myers go full 
on supernatural. This is when you 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 silence any the questions or theories are mentioned if Michael Myers was I always thought he was supernatural. There's nothing anybody else can tell me otherwise. And this would have cemented that. Like this would have made sure if you didn't if you if you don't know now you know. Michael Myers is full on supernatural and he kills all the people that bring him back and all this other stuff that, you know, disrupt his slumber, quote unquote. I, I don't know. That's actually the idea that I had for like a Halloween you know, a, a sequel to H2O is you have Michael Myers go full blown. It's not like the series hasn't done crazy shit before. So why stop there, man? Especially because, you know, H2O, for them to just forget about, I know the, the Thorn cult uh, storyline from, you know, mainly in part five and especially in part six. I know it was a lot for people to swallow at the time. And it, the, the series started getting a little strange. I, I understand that. 110 percent but you know you you get to a point in a series where you have to go off the deep end sometimes you get tired of of seeing the same uh um formula you get tired of seeing a lot of the same shit over and over and over and um you know a, a lot of series have have done this man the friday 13th series in particular because at some point, they had to, they had to take Jason out of Crystal Lake because I think of Frank Mancuso and Sean S. Cunningham, or who I want to say it was really Frank Mancuso over at Paramount Pictures. Um, I think when he when Rob Hayden was you know when they chose Rob Hayden to direct uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, I feel like Frank Mancuso was like, "Listen, man, we got we got to get Jason up out of here. He's been killing people for you know a fucking how many sequels now? We we're up to part eight, and Jason his his ass is still in Crystal Lake. It's time for him to leave the nest and go explore some other job opportunities and shit out there. So I feel like the Halloween series could do that. I know this would throw a lot of people off if they went like making Michael Myers full blown supernatural, gets his head sewn back on and all of that. But I'd rather that than they try to do some super crazy shit where michael myers is just walking around with his head nobody you know he's not al snow we're not going to be having michael myers walk around with you know we're not doing that uh it could work though man it could it's a whole bunch of different shit you could do with a sequel to h2o now the next idea is you could definitely do a sequel to um a halloween resurrection and as bad as that movie is they left it completely open for a sequel and michael myers is very much still alive he's alive in the alternate ending as well where you know the csi lady is looking down in that in that 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 manhole and michael myers jumps up he's all burnt up and he jumps up and grabs her but the theatrical ending when michael myers wakes up on the you know he's on the slab and uh she's you know he's in the corners room and he, he he opens his eyes and his mask is all burnt up you could definitely do a sequel to that now the sequel idea i would do personally and i actually started writing this years and years and years ago people um this is before like my laptop crashed and i had i'm not playing with y'all when i say like i had a nervous breakdown and went through like weeks and weeks of depression because i had so many scripts and so many like just story ideas i was starting in that in that um you know, in that laptop. But one of the things that I was actually like actively working on was a Halloween, you know, a Halloween nine script. And it starts off like, you know, opening credits and all of that shit. But basically the, the, the meat and potatoes 
of it was going to center on Tommy and and Kara because I was going to include every movie. I didn't give a fuck if part eight and, you know, um, Halloween H2O just said the hell with parts four, five and six. I didn't care. I was going to I was going to sew all of that shit up together. The continuity was going to be airtight. Loomis was going to get his respects that I feel like he never got from the townspeople or the cops or just the characters in general in that series. I was going to make everything come full circle in that um, in that script idea. And one of the things I started it off with was, of course, Michael wakes up, he murders the nurse inside the room. And then you've got um, you've got somebody explaining. There's another coroner. It's a guy, uh, probably the guy, one of the guy, one of the two guys that came in the room and was like, I'm not kidding. You got a celebrity tonight. It's Michael Myers. Give me that autograph. Whoever the fuck he was. He dies next, but he dies while he's on the phone. Like, yeah, you didn't hear what happened at the Myers house, that dangertainment thing. And he dies. And then you had I have. um I think it's the character of Deckard played by uh, Ryan Merriman. And I think I had the character of Deckard wondering, you know, like what, what are they going to do with Michael Myers body? And he links up with a, with a sheriff, not a sheriff or a cop, because you literally damn near didn't see any fucking cops in that movie. I don't count those rent a car those rent a cops in, um, in Halloween resurrect, excuse me, in the opening when they were at that sanitarium. But, you know, it's very reminiscent to Loomis and uh, Deputy Hunt, you know, roaming the streets all night. And when Loomis was with Brackett in the first movie, roaming the streets all night, talking their talk. But, you know, Deckard and this cop are going to basically be trying to figure out what's going on. And they're trying to figure out where Sarah and Freddie have been taken to. Now, the first thing I had Michael Myers do when he leaves that morgue is I have, of course, Michael Myers has to steal a car. In every movie he's in, he's got to steal a car. But I had Michael Myers go right to Haddonfield Memorial Hospital and off screen, I have him kill Sarah Moyer and Freddie Harris because, uh, you know, no disrespect to Bianca Kylick or Busta Rhymes. I just didn't give a shit about their characters at all. So I said the first order of business is to kill these motherfuckers off. You know, Michael goes to the room and goes walking, you know, it's a POV shot of Michael walking down the hallway and he sees Freddie Harris on the, you know, on the tag on the door. He sees Sarah Moyer's in the room right next to him. He kills those motherfuckers off screen. And then... <clears throat> Then I just basically I leave that night where it's at. And I think I said it like a year later and we focus on Tommy Kara, a grown up Steven and an even older, you know, not grown up Steven, but a teenage rebellious type of Steven and an even grown up, even more grown up Danny Lloyd. And, you know, they have their brother dynamic and their family unit thing. And then Kara here. Oh, actually, you know what? It's the next morning because Kara, they're eating breakfast in the morning. And it's a little it goes back to Halloween six. It's a little more dysfunctional. Uh, at the breakfast table, Stephen doesn't really give a shit what Tommy did for him. All he knows is that he lost his mom. My mother abandoned me. She left me at a bus station cabinet, you know, where anybody could have found me. But, you know, um, Danny's the one that's just basically like, listen, um, your mom risked her life for you. And Tommy risked his life for you. And my mom did. And I did. And all this other stuff. Now, Stephen's just fucked up because he's having like nightmares. Like as, as his POV nightmares are from when he was a baby and he sees cult members around him. And he just sees this guy who is in a white mask that just can't get out of his nightmares and shit. But, um, you know, it, it, I said it a year later and then Kara and Tommy see what happened on the news. They see Sarah Moyer has been murdered and Freddie Harris and Michael Myers body goes missing. Then it sets a year later in October. So I don't know what I was going to do with that idea, but I know I had my heart set on a Halloween nine. I would not mind that at all. As long as they do not. Whoever had anything to do with Halloween Resurrection, except M Malika Cod, keep those motherfuckers away 
from a sequel to that movie man please because uh, the movie just was so cheap and just so you can actually bounce back from that movie believe it or not i always say that it was going to go straight to video the series after halloween resurrection but you could easily write a sequel to that and it would be you know it could be something you know as much as an insult to my intelligence as the explanation was in the opening of the film um i would actually insult halloween resurrection back in return if i was to write it um, I would throw shade at one of the movies in the series that I'm writing a sequel for. I know it doesn't make sense, but, you know, you're, you're not, you're not going to play with me, man. I'm a dedicated Halloween fan. Or what they could do. Now, here's the kicker, people. Um, enough with the the alternate timelines and do a sequel to this and do a sequel to that. One of the things they could do as far as, a, you know, continuing on with the Halloween series, they could keep going with the intended anthology idea from Halloween 3. Now, that's one of the reasons that John Carpenter, like I said earlier, he wrote uh, the, the Halloween 2 script the way he did because he wanted to be done with the character of Michael Myers. He wanted him to be gone. He wanted him to be dead so they could do Halloween three and they could just start these these series of anthology films. And that's one that's really what Halloween three was. And the more I watch Halloween three, the more I get past the whole whining stage of oh Michael Myers isn't in it. So I don't like it. Uh, I, I harped on that for years, man. And for years, I missed out on a movie that's genuinely creepy. And it is pretty fucking effective, man. And it is in the spirit of Halloween. You get a lot of good shots in that movie. You get a lot of good cinematography in that movie. You get a lot of creepy ass moments that doesn't even need Michael Myers in that film. And like I said, I did myself um I I did myself a disservice by by just you know just being a little too hard on that movie because I appreciate when filmmakers and writers and just creators in general when you set out to do something different in a series it's just all a matter of whether it works or not if it doesn't work then it doesn't work you know they say if it's if it's if it ain't broke don't fix it but um halloween 3 is definitely something that i feel like it's gotten it's got more of a fan base over the years than it ever had when it was first released i say the first couple years of its release but um I, you know, I'm I'm one of those people that came around to it in, in a strong way. Now, I'm not saying do a follow up to Halloween three. I wouldn't even want to see that because I feel like Halloween three ended exactly how it was supposed to. It ended like it almost ended like on some invasion of the body snatchers type of shit where you, nothing's going to be OK. This is complete takeover and nothing's going to stop it. No matter what you did throughout the course of this entire movie, what you thought that you stopped at the end. Um, it is very much like the it's it's like the remake of the the seventy eight remake of Invasion of Body Snatchers with Donald Sutherland. It's like no matter what y'all did throughout this entire movie, no matter what y'all blew up at this you know at this this factory, this manufacturing place, and whatever the hell they were at, no matter what you did, um, it didn't stop nothing. It ain't stop nothing that was going on. The takeover still happening. The world is going to be theirs literally for the taking so I, I wouldn't even follow up with that even if even if they said tom atkins was coming back I, no i'll just leave it alone just i feel like with the anthology they could do something completely different there's so many god knows man there's so many ideas man i would say you know i would have michael michael um i always call him doherty is it doherty or doherty the guy that did krampus and trick-or-treat and he directed uh kong versus godzilla i would have him because the guy he gets it, man. Like Trick or Treat is one of the most underrated anthology films, you know, of all time. And it's not even, you know, it is an anthology to, to me at least, but 
the, it's just a movie you know like how most anthologies it's like okay now now that we're done with that story kids where do you hear this next story it all started with this guy like it's not like campfire tales and shit like that it's literally one movie and you know just it's consistent and it's not until the end of the movie um you notice that the beginning was basically the end of the movie and they did it on some um <clears throat> you know, they did it on like some go or pulp fiction type of stuff. And I really respect that. So you could um you could do something like that, or you could just do a movie that is just its own anthology, it's its own thing. Like this is what the Halloween movie is gonna be about. Like we don't have to have a whole bunch of stories in there. I mean either or will work, but I don't know if um I, I really don't know if that would be the smartest move. It would be interesting to see, um, but critically, I feel like it's too big of a risk because, you know, there are so many people that hate the Rob Zombie movies. So the 2018 movie was just a breath of fresh air for, I really want to say, the majority of the Halloween fans. And to have Michael Myers back and to have him in such a way like, that they brought with James Jude Courtney in these movies and to get two more movies that are, you know, going to conclude a trilogy to get Michael Myers back and just, you know, start something different is way bigger risk than, you know, making Michael Myers supernatural by sewing his head back on. At least this is my personal opinion. People never forget that. I just feel like fans would riot. They would be outside of Blumhouse Studios. I'm telling you with the torches and the pitchforks and shit, like they would be ready to stake up jason blum man like and, and david gordon green would probably have nothing to do with it man they would just be going straight after jason blum like we just want him that's all we want is him and we'll leave y'all alone like i'm i'm sure that's what would happen because blumhouse is not they're they're not letting go of this property man and i say that to say this on my you know before i wrap this up the overall thoughts i got on like moving forward with this with this series after halloween ends Michael Myers isn't going anywhere, man, anytime soon. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, well, they need to be done with the films after this. No, it's not going to happen. Mustafa Akkad, God rest his soul, man. That is his, his like unspoken agreement. That is the rule that he always set in stone is that you do not kill Michael Myers. He told Jamie Lee Curtis that when, you know, she thought she was only doing H2O and he's like, no, no, no. He's like, I need you to sign this so you can be in the next one. You know, he told somebody in, he told uh, Dominique Othen and Gerard, uh, the director and writer of Halloween 5, he's like, listen, I need a tie-in so we can tie it into Halloween 6. And that's where the thorn symbol came into the mix. Because at first it was going to be Michael Myers' twin brother. It was going to be somebody else. And I heard that nobody even knew who the fuck the guy was on the set. The man in black with the steel toe boots. Um, we know it was Dr. Wynn. It was revealed that it was Wynn. But Mustafa Akai wanted a link, for, you know, for to be able to do Halloween 6, man. And that, like I said, that's where the crazy thorn shit came in the mix. So Michael Myers is, I'm pretty sure, as long as Malika Cod has some say-so in this, and as long as Jason Blum wants this cash cow, and as long as he wants Malika Cod to be by his side in, in this in this thing as a business partner, Michael Myers is, they're going to honor Mustafa Akkad's rule. Michael Myers is not going anywhere. I can guarantee y'all that. Um, whether they do it, whether they try a TV show pilot, you know, whether it's a fucking animated movie or something like that, which I recommend they do not do. There's already enough books and stuff like that. So, and the book actually, the book actually like made me curious to read it. I, I think it was written by, I, I forgot. I want to say David Gordon Green. I can't remember, man. But, um, yeah, that's one thing that's for certain. Michael is not going anywhere. Another thing that's almost, I really want to say I'm almost certain about 
David Gordon Green's done after this. Um, he came back to do 2018. It was good to have him on board. And, um, you know, he, he's he's doing Halloween Kills and he's concluding it with Halloween Ends. He's done after this, man. I feel like he's smart enough to know I came in. I did, especially if it if, if it pans out the way it does. And this is an epic trilogy overall. I feel like he's going to be like, I came in. I gave the fans what they wanted. They're satisfied. I'm satisfied with the work I've done. The crew, the cast are satisfied with the work I've done. It's time for me to step back and leave it for somebody else to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's. I feel like he's going to gracefully bow out in all the right ways, especially with the fact that he's on board with Clive Barker, of all people, with the Hellraiser TV series. I think it's going to HBO or HBO Max or something like that. Don't quote me on that. And now David Gordon Green is in talks at, over at Blumhouse to uh, do a direct sequel to The Exorcist. I, he's, he's most certainly going to gracefully bow out, but I feel like he's going to do it in the most respectable way possible. He's going to be done after this. And I feel like Danny McBride will be done after this as well. Now, Blumhouse is going to do more Halloween movies. They're not going to, you know, if they keep the rights to this baby here, they're going, they're going to keep doing Blum, uh, not Blumhouse, but they're going to keep doing Halloween movies. Now, whether they do them so close to one another is a different story. I, I, I don't mind Halloween Kills coming out this year, and then Halloween Ends coming out a year later. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I feel like Halloween Five didn't work is because they rushed into it a year after because they saw how much money you know, Halloween four made and how much, how much the fans responded to it. And they jumped right in the production, right into, um, pre-production and all that type of shit for Halloween five. And the rushed product, you can see that it was rushed. It wasn't really well thought out and it wasn't all that well executed as much as I do like that movie, but I don't mind this with Halloween ends coming out a year later because it's a, it was a planned trilogy. You know, and they seem to be pacing themselves. They seem to have faith in what they're doing. It's not like they don't know what they're doing. And um, that Blumhouse is going to do more movies. They're going to see the success of these three films and they're going to be like, OK, we might wait a couple years to do it, which I think they should. But they're going to give the fans Michael Myers again, because this is one of Blumhouse's biggest properties now that they got it. And they know like money talks, bullshit walks, and they, they, they love that money. They do. And if they can keep making these movies like um, on the budgets that they make them and make way more back and the fans actually love them, like if it's not even about the money and you're making passion projects for the fans, then yeah, they're going to keep doing it. They're not stupid. Like I said, I always respect Blumhouse's savvy. Their execution is just something completely different at times. Now, another thing that's for certain, John Carpenter's, <laughs> John Carpenter's done after this. Um, he, he, he is done after this, man. He came back on board finally. He, you know, he, he turned down H2O, the chance to direct H2O, because I think he wanted a hundred, a hundred million to do it. I don't know, y'all. Do y'all think that's pretty steep? Even I know it's John Carpenter and everything, but it's like, damn, dog, you want a hundred million in, in 1998. That was like, that was some buku bread right there. But um, he, he's done, man. And, and if John Carpenter's done with the series after this, then I feel like the, the, upside of that it's going to be sad to see him step away from the property once again but he came back for a reason but the upside of john carpenter stepping down you know i'm not doing the music no more i'm not producing it i'm not executive producing it the upside is going to be that no more writers and no more directors have to kiss the ring they don't have to tread so softly they don't have to play it close to the vest as far as the movie's concerned they could take a lot more liberties um 
with these Halloween sequels, if they do plan to go on or with these original Halloween ideas, they can take way more liberties and play around with a lot more shit over there at Blumhouse. Cause you know, like I said, David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, they had to please the guy, man. It's like you had to, you had to please both him and Jamie Lee Curtis. So when the point went to the point where when you gave them the script, they had, you had to be confident enough that they weren't going to say no, or we're not leaving this office until you do say yes. But that's the good thing about the people that are next on board to tackle the Halloween property after that. I feel like it's going to be a lot more breathing room. You won't have John Carpenter on set. You won't be pissing razor blades and shitting bricks, you know, because you're scared that the guy is going to call cut and he's not even directing the movie. I feel like it's going to, it's, it's just going to be more room to play once John Carpenter is away from this property. It is, it is going to be sad to see him go. I'm not going to lie, but um, I don't want it to get to a point where he's doing what he did with like the fog remake. I think that was in 2006. Um, him and Deborah Hill executive produced that movie. Rest in peace. Shout out Deborah Hill. But John Carpenter just basically did that for a check. You know, there was nothing in that film that John Carpenter co-signed and was like, I actually like this idea. That's bullshit. That's one of the worst fucking remakes ever made. And John Carpenter even admits it in some of his interviews. It's like, listen, the best part about this is I get a check in the mail, you know, and I, it's like I get it when you become jaded in the industry I wouldn't know how that feels I'm not in the industry but it's like um at times the way it's presented when producers and directors say shit like that it comes all it comes across as really shallow and just you know they they just act like they're not interested in anything else in the case of like something like the fog cool you want to remake my movie put my name I'll put my name on it but I need that check because the fog was a piece of shit but then again it's like where's the integrity where it's like nah i won't have anything to do with this y'all have completely taken my property and just taken a big dump on it so i integrity is really big man um this is another thing out there man as far as like taking some risks go i feel like this i feel like the series should take risks moving on after this trilogy is done but there's so many fan scripts so many treatments out there there's so many people that care about this property that you can take so many chances on these people you don't have to get a big name director i know david gordon green was was well known but it was like pineapple express i still haven't seen the shit i see it in clips and stuff like that but i, I have yet to sit through that movie and watch it but you don't I'm cool with a Halloween film that is by an unknown. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't know who Joe Chappelle was in 95. Uh, it wasn't until he directed Phantoms when I was like, oh, that's the guy that did Halloween 6. But Phantoms came out in like 97 or 98 or so. But I didn't know who Joe Chappelle was um, when he directed Halloween 6. And I was cool with that. I didn't know who Danielle Fer uh, Daniel Farrens was when he wrote the script for part six. I, I knew who Kevin Williamson and Steve Miner were. And, um, you know, the fact that they were behind Halloween, you know, Halloween H2O. And I knew who, uh, what's that guy's name? Rick Rosenthal. I knew who he was. He directed Halloween two when he did resurrection like i'm cool it's cool to have people behind it like oh they directed this and they directed that oh I, I'm, I'm sure they're gonna knock this out the park they're gonna add the the director type of elements to the movie and they're gonna do this and that that's cool but i'm cool kind of going in blind like with unknown writers and unknown directors that need a chance to shine like i don't really need I, you know i don't need um I, I'm trying to think of some really big names in horror right now. Like, I don't need a, um, like a James Wan or, um, you know, I don't need a, what's the guys who did, the, the guy who did Don't Breathe. I, I, I can't remember his name. God damn. 
God damn, I cannot remember that guy's name. And he also directed uh, Fetty Alvarez, the guy that directed Don't Breathe, and he directed, sorry, I got a little loud right there because it just came to me, but he directed the Evil Dead remake as well. I don't need a Fetty, I know he's up and coming, but he's well known now for those movies. I don't need Fetty Alvarez to direct the Halloween movie. I don't need Alexander Aja. Uh, the guy that did, um, you know, The Hills Have Eyes and High Tension and stuff like that. I don't need him to do it. I'm cool if I've never heard of this person before because it's going to pique my interest a lot more. It's like, well, why did they choose you instead of choosing a big name person or a big name writer to jump on board with this movie? But all I'm saying is take risks, man. Take some risks once this trilogy's over. Yeah, once the trilogy's over. Because there's a lot of things you can do with the Halloween series. And like I said before, I'm not saying go crazy. You don't need to add you know, like, uh, dream warriors and, uh, Tina from the new blood in there. And she's doing telekinesis on Michael Myers. You don't have to do all of that, but there are things you can play around with, man. I feel like the, the Halloween story is as simple as it is. And as much as it functioned on simplicity, especially in the first movie, um, I feel like you can stick to that and still, you know, have some fun with it, so to speak. You can still play around with some ideas and, you know, not get people bored with doing the same thing over and over and over. I'm not saying that's what all the movies did, but you don't want to have Michael Myers just, you know, creeping around neighborhoods, stalking people, killing people, or you don't want to have him in the Myers house just stalking these kids all night. Like, you can, there's a lot of shit you can do in Haddonfield, man, Uh, you know, and you can make it scary, like, and that's one of the reasons why I love going back and reading, you know, the old scripts that never got used, like, there's an old Halloween, Halloween Returns is probably one of the best fan scripts that they have out there, and it's not even really a fan script, it was written by uh, Marcus Dunstan and Patrick Melton, the Saw dudes that, uh, you know, they wrote the Saw movies, but out of all the scripts they had, like, the, uh, you know, there's unused Halloween 2 and Halloween 4 and Halloween 5 and all these scripts out there that never got to see the light of day. Halloween Returns is definitely the best one. It's grounded. They do a lot of different crazy shit in that movie. It's still very much a Halloween movie, but the way that it reads out, man, is awesome, man. I, I recommend that if anybody has not read the, the script that was going to see the light of day for Halloween Returns, definitely do it, man. It is a decent read from start to finish. It's not perfect because there are some some um, there are some continuity mistakes in that script, man. But for the most part, it's, uh, it's definitely decent, man. But, you know, all in all, we'll, we'll see what happens, people. We got a long time. I'm just wishful thinking here, so nobody panic. But we got a long time. We got a long time before they, we see them do something else with Michael. Now, this is unless they do get on a Dominique Othan and Gerard shit. And they like, wait, Halloween ends made how much money? And the three movies that we made grossed how much money? All right, we need to rush into production tonight. Like, I don't I don't know, man. They might do some crazy shit like that. But I don't I would hope that Blumhouse is not going to get that greedy, man. Do not fuck this up. Do not fumble this property after this trilogy is done. And after, you know, the fa if the fans are pleased and y'all make y'all money back and y'all are pleased with the finished product overall, with the with the series y'all have created, cool. But chill the fuck out for a little bit. Just, you know, you don't even have to go to the drawing board for a couple weeks. That's unless unless you want to be locked and loaded and just ready to go. Um, because, you know, maybe Universal will be like, all right, um, this this trilogy y'all just did made a trillion gajillion dollars at the box office. And in streaming services, uh, so we need to get started on, you know, the next Halloween movie right now. That's unless Universal sees it, um, you know, and they they want it ASAP. Then you know, I, I really do feel like they're going to chill off of this and 
and um for for the better though man because you can't you can't rush perfection people we all know that so that's that people that is uh that wraps up my you know where do we do where do we do that didn't make any fucking sense when i just said that 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 wraps up the where do we go now listen people in case i didn't say anything and i'm you know in case i've been like wacky and i'm talking wacky right now if i started off the episode wacky in any way y'all already know um i sleep like shit my sleeping habits suck i've been up since about i want to say four or five this morning um no no hangover but no coffee either which is definitely needed right now so i think that is the next order of business but y'all already know what to do man and if y'all don't y'all know y'all can follow the podcast on anchor spotify itunes google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, overcast pocket cast breaker and radio public shout out to anchor Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Romero Tudor. Shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs. Um, and last but not least, y'all already know, man, I could never forget about y'all, man. Shout out to the Tudor reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. I'm going to knock on wood. I'm going to speak it into existence again. That Monday, Tuesday at the latest, I, we, people, we, because we do this together as a team, we will hit that 4K mark, man. I'm telling y'all, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to record six episodes tonight as much as I would like to. Um, that sh- it's six episodes. Damn, that'll make me crash and burn, like, literally. But um, we're, we're going to get there, man. I'm, I'm, I'm so certain in that. I'm, I'm speaking it into existence again. I feel really good about it. And y'all already know, the four, like, the 4K, like, once it gets there, it's... It's just a, it's a milestone. I'll be grateful. I'll be humble. I'll be so thankful that y'all got me that, to that point. Um, but it's just more motivation. It's just more fuel for me to out, do more outlines and just make more content out there for y'all. And um, y'all already know, man, the love and support that y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So that being said, people, yours truly, Romero Tudor. Another episode of Tudor Reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.